Hey guys, welcome back to another FMH pod. I'm Amanda. I'm Haley. And I'm Allie. We've got a really fun show planned for you guys today because as luck would have it, when sports are back, there's a shit ton of stuff to talk about. Um, so we've boiled down this week's most interesting stories into the five-ish things that you should know. Um, so we're going to start off on a high note this week, um, talking about some really exciting stats that came through over the weekend. So the WNBA tipped off the season in Florida, while the NWSL Challenge Cup wrapped up in Utah, and both were televised nationally. Um, and as a surprise to no one who listens to this podcast, both leagues broke, broke, broke previous viewership records. So I know we talked about this a lot this week, guys, but um, the Challenge Cup final was the most watched game for the league um, with 653,000 people watching. Mm -hmm. And it broke the previous record, which was, shocker, the season opener for this year, which had, I think, uh, around 570,000 people watching. Um, The WNBA also had a great weekend with all of the, with the, the whole opening weekend broadcast on ESPN. Um, and the ratings were so good that ESPN added an additional 13 games to their televised broadcast schedule. And the original number, I think, was around was 24. So that's a lot more considering what we started out with at 24. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, the big game of the weekend was the Mercury versus Sparks, which had 539,000 viewers. Um, but also the season opener, Liberty versus the Storm. I think everyone was tuning in to see how Sue Bird and Sabrina Ionescu uh, we're gonna shape up together, um, and that was the most watched season opener in four years. Um, and just lastly, one other big thing that came through over the weekend was the W um, the WNBA hoodie, the orange one, was everywhere. It was all over my social feed. Um, literally, I couldn't get away from it. It's all and- over my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. As a, again, as a surprise to no one, it was the number one selling item on fanatics.com that weekend. And I think it sold out on the WNBA web- website. It was just like such a massively successful campaign. Um, and so with all of this great news, I want to talk about the fact that, you know, we always talk about, and we, I'm going to say as collective women's sports media, about how women are, are underserved. They don't get the attention and coverage that they deserve. Um, and that really feels like it's starting to shift. I feel like this weekend specifically, it's such a, um, a specific point in time where all of those things seem to be changing and people seem to be paying attention. So, um, Allie, what do you think the league should do to capture this momentum? You know, I think it's a good question. I mean, when you look at the the Challenge Cup final um, and the opening game, I mean, those records were both on CBS, on the main network, not on the CBS All Access um, app. Shout out the Good Wife, um, <laughs> the only other thing worth watching. Um, so I think that these leagues need to immediately like parlay this into sponsorship sponsorships and future deals with big networks, not just apps that you've got to pay for or there's hoops to jump through. Mm -hmm. Um, The WBA obviously is already doing this with ESPN, expanding um, 13 more games added to the broadcast schedule. Um, The more, obviously we've been saying this, I'm still blue in the face, but you see it. The more they're on accessible, like basic cable networks, the more people watch. And it needs to be consistent because you got to know, like I know, I watch the Mets I know they're going to be on friggin' SNY. I know the Knicks are going to be on. Like, I know every single game will be on there. And so I think for the WNBA, if they can do this and other leagues, will make it so much easier. And I know it's hard to plan in a pandemic, but they need to ink these deals now and strike while the iron's hot. 
Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's what they have to do in the, in the short term. Yeah. I, I agree. I feel like it's time to sort of flip the narrative and it's time for the networks who own the broadcast rights with these leagues to start telling the stories of the athletes. Like let's get more pregame shows going. Let's get more postgame shows going. The investment that CBS made in the NWSL will only pay off more if they give the players and the coaches and the teams more storylines. Um, so I think it's time to flip the narrative to kind of, you know, put women in this place where they're now, it's expected that they draw big crowds, not that Mm -hmm. it's like that we're a charity case Mm -hmm. that they're like, Oh, you know, like you should thank us for having a TV deal. It's like, no, let's flip that narrative. So, yeah. Shout out Birdie. She did hardcore agrees. <laughs> Birdie's in the background making a, making a scene. Um, the <laughs> F- FMH mascot. <laughs> um, Allie, I think it's interesting that you, that you said it. You know, it's hard during a pandemic. But I think what's crazy is that the women's leagues have kind of thrived in this uh, scenario. Like, if you, I saw something yesterday that I completely forgot. Lisa Baird started as commissioner of the NWSL, like, the beginning of March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right which is shout out ld tough, so the fact that she, i know right that she had to like yeah, jump the fuck in and just make yeah. it work and had like the most successful thus far um season for a professional sports team is is crazy and i feel like it's not acknowledged enough um mm-hmm. so yeah i think that um we definitely got to capture this momentum and let's start acting like winners because it clearly that's the case yeah um well Speaking of momentum, guys, I think we got to talk about the new Nike ad that debuted. Oh, yesterday. so good! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was debuted um, yesterday during the return of the NBA, um, and the ad featured split scenes across various sports and athletes. Um, whoever edited the ad deserves all of the An awards. <laughs> and Egon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and deserves a vacation for the rest of their life. It was incredible. (laughs) Um, And Nike's always been pretty good at featuring female athletes, but this ad for me felt different. It was, they were more integrated into the story. They were less of an afterthought. And um, they not only focused on like Serena's of the world, but they kind of featured like NWSL players. They featured athletes, female athletes across like all levels um, so it was a breath of fresh air for me. Allie, what were your thoughts on the ad? Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing. I mean, obviously I got chills. It was an incredible ad. Um, Nike always brings the heat. But uh, I was really struck by the, how it felt the parody between men and women um, felt. And because I'm an absolute stone cold psycho, <laughs> I went through the ad and I counted the number of men. And women. No, you did not. Yeah, oh, oh no, I really did. And the way I counted it, just to be fair, is like if there was a men's team or a women's team, I just counted that as one. So there were 32 women and 40 men, which to me feels pretty equal. Um, and I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. Um, I was pretty impressed by it. Yeah. I feel like I I have Stockholm syndrome thinking like 32 women and 40 men. 
<laughs> is like equal. I'm like, ah, equal. <laughs> like, I mean, like, fine. So this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I it felt even. I'm a woman. I mean, I grew up idolizing male athletes because those that, that was what was on. And so when I see like one woman in an ad, I'm like, oh my god, there's so many. I'm so excited. But actually, there's more men in it. But yeah. And not only that, I feel like there was a. Uh, women were showing up but they also had a variety of like people of different races and I feel like the seamlessly cutting between these two scenes um was just a really great way to show kind of the equality angle it felt like a very like a little bit of a subliminal message of cutting from like a LeBron James to a Megan Rapino. you know it was um I thought I just thought it was so well done and so beautiful to watch and um such a great message which what I think is funny is that this is like Nike's been playing the same ad for 20 years and every single time I get chills and like, I'm like almost about to cry. <laughs> it's always no, so yeah, good. Sure. Yeah. Somehow really, really in the middle of a pandemic when ad agencies and brands aren't able to capture any new footage, Nike comes out of the woodwork and widening Kennedy who made the ad shout out. Um, they come out of the woodwork with this ad where they just used found footage and edited it together. I mean, the art value of it alone is just beyond. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to say about Nike here is that I love that they're not afraid to put Megan and LeBron, two people who are like beyond outspoken on social justice issues and um, political issues out front and, you know, feature them most prominently in the ad. Megan VO'd the ad. So um, I was just proud of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hope she got big time paid. Mm-hmm. Just like the messages of, of equality, uh, just, you know, with men and women and different races, I, I, was, I was in there. I thought it was really good. Okay, now we got a downshift here to a topic that enraged me to no end. So <laughs> earlier this week, uh, Andrea Guadalla of now the Miami Heat, his 400th team, tweeted, <laughs> quote, <laughs> absolute garbage quote number 23 from the mystics is nice during the washington mystics connecticut sun game when ariel Powers scored a career high 27 points later ariel replied to the tweet quote put some respect on my name or keep this tweet to yourself (laughs) oh gorgeous perfect response absolutely uh to which iguodala replied quote dot 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 no manners i'm me oh barf <laughs> so, the fuck out. so men online capitalized men online um blew up saying that she should learn to take a compliment and he meant no harm ariel followed up by saying that he could have very easily googled her name to give her proper credit i have so many feelings about this but Haley, i need to know how you feel about this mess of an interaction okay how many times in your life have you heard a man at a bar say to you Learn to take a compliment. No manners. Oh my God. After he. The smile. The (laughs) smile, the just like the condescension. It's like. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, calm down. Just take a compliment. God. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean. And it's like, first of all, Andre Iguodala is fucking washed. He is so. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Warriors were like, we have no room for you and we're bad. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're like the worst team in the league. We're the worst yeah. team on the league and we don't need you. Yeah. Like you're old. So, yeah. um, anyway, so first of all, he's washed. Second of all, yeah. the WNBA players don't need compliments 
from NBA players to validate how good they are. Ariel mm-hmm. Powers is incredibly talented and she won a championship last year. Like it just, this feels like this moment between them online just feels like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? The, the tweet on its surface, Andre's tweet on the surface, it is what it is. It's, it's like, it's not like in your face rude, but like, the W gets no respect. Women get no respect. And black women especially get no respect. So yep. it just feels like this is like just men just need to stop. And men and especially like they <laughs> men just need to stop. Yeah, men, oh, no, oh, my like, God. We're going to rename the podcast. Men just need to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I rest my case. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. She actually, so she released actually a longer statement that I thought was just like so artfully done and so perfectly captures the feeling of like being a woman in the world and having men tell you to take a compliment or that tell you to like mind your manners. Um, You know, saying that like women across the world are fighting for equality in every facet of the word. The WNBA is over being marginalized, which is, I think, I love hearing that. (laughs) Um, Women are over being marginalized. The NBA players are our brothers. They, more than anybody, know our fight and struggle to have the same recognition, visibility, and opportunity as they do. So when you say a statement about our gameplay that was meant as a compliment but don't include the person's name, it takes away credibility from them and their hard work on the court and makes them seem less than. The same humans under my pics and tweets with bad remarks will grow up and think the same way. This is the problem. We already have enough 28s in the world, hashtag 28s, (laughs) um, that think that just because I was given a quote compliment, I should be grateful. Women are done having grace, giving deference, feeling validated just because a man said so. So all of you hashtag 28s, we women are done with taking the crumbs. (laughs) Give us our meals and make some room at the table. Let this documentary do the rest of the talking. Come support the WMA tonight. I just thought it was like, like women are done taking the crumbs. (laughs) Yes. Well, look, and I love that she comes back with an educated response. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And anytime we post anything in the WNBA, how many men are in our friggin' comments saying, nobody cares, nobody watches, they can't, all this tired BS. That, that, and they're all, all hashtag number 28. And guess what? We're going to use that now in response <laughs> to them. Because on another note, if, you, if, if some woman uh, from the WNBA tweeted uh, about Andre Iguodala, oh, number 28 is nice. People would be like, oh, she's so dumb. She doesn't even know it's Andre mm-hmm. Iguodala. Yes. Well, that's how I feel about that. You're so dumb. You don't know it's Ariel fucking Powers. <laughs> so, like, that's that's how I feel. It's completely disrespectful. It's disgusting. And we're not groveling with our handout asking for compliments from the NBA players. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought her – thank you for reading her statement because I thought it was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. The other thing that bothers me about this is that it wasn't just Andre who tweeted several hours later, like yesterday afternoon, um, Kevin Durant, who wants so badly to be taken seriously in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sensing a theme here. (laughs) And who needs to like honestly chill on Twitter and the burner accounts and all the rest. He tweeted That's the best out. part about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. He tweeted out number 14's looking really good. Or was it number 14, number 18? He was talking about Brandon Ingram on uh, the Pelicans. Either way, it was a subtle nod to this. Well, male solidarity mm-hmm. and being disrespectful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
garbage, dude. Especially on like the opening day of the NBA when all of the attention of the league is on equality. It just, it blows my mind that these men cannot see past their own shadow. Yeah. Legit. Legit. They have equality (sighs) on their jerseys, but it's like the minute you press them. And that's what bothers me is that, okay, so fine. The tweet was like, probably it was meant no harm. But then when she calls him out on it, his response, I think, just shows no the manners. mindset of a lot of these men, the, the no manners, just like immediately turning it back on her instead of saying like, my bad, great game, whatever, and just moving on from it. Like the fact that he needs to like get that last little like punch in is just mm-hmm. the gross part to me. Yeah. Like the easy mm-hmm. thing would have been to just call her and yes. say, yeah. I'm super sorry. Let's take this off of Twitter where like a million people are watching us. And I just want to tell you that I respect your game and I'm sorry that it came off this way. I mean, he's like a 36 year old man. <laughs> like you can't even like Apologize. apologize. Yeah. Like, what are you? Mm-hmm. You're acting like the president. Everyone hates PS. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I said it That's for a different pod. <laughs> I said what I said. <sighs> All right. I got to shake that off. I, yeah. I, I'm so pissed off. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I think uh, okay. Powers is the winner there. And uh, shout out Mystics. And if they ever, if the WNBA ever decides to sell the shorts with the number, like, yo, I'm trying to get some. So, like, can I get some an Ariel Powers pair? <laughs> All right. Now that we're done with our um, infuriating topic of the week. End, end rant. End yeah. rant. End rant. <laughs> Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, and talk about the most important question of the week, the very important question of the week, which is, who is the most entertaining person in the Wubble? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Asia Wilson. Case closed. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Night, night. It's over. Her Lambeer impressions, just tweeting. Bill told me my defense was good and he wasn't being sarcastic. (laughs) Like, I am obsessed with her. Though I am concerned. Why is she wearing the boot again? But she is so entertaining. Yeah, she's Go. playing but wearing the boot. It's so stressful. I'm like, I need, I need answers. I need specifics. I need to know. I need uh, an x-ray. It's for safety. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. for safety. Um, but yeah, no, she's so hilarious. Her and Bill's just like, like a little like buddy comedy routine is so funny. The way that they like just like play off of each other. I mean, she's been doing it for for a while now um and hilarious so she's for sure a top a top for me um i would also just add in that i think the entire aces um team or whoever's running their socials is killing it (laughs) oh my god absolutely murdering it i spent so much time yesterday doing the screenshot on the headband hilarious (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't good at it (laughs) there was like a whole headband series going on on their socials i was dying it's like the when they were throwing it at Asia, where like just Bill in the headband is just a on its own a whole mess. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I mean Bill Bill's headband. Like oh, I saw them pan in on him, like zoom in on the <laughs> sideline, and like I thought, like when I was watching like them on Instagram, I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Bill hasn't gotten a haircut, and then like it's game time, and like he's got the headband on. It's beyond. It's like Bill might be my top pick for. Uh, the most entertaining human in the bubble. I, I like couldn't tell it was a headband at first. And I thought for some reason he was wearing like a toupee because it was like kind of puffed out. 
And I wasn't sure what was so going puppy. on, but then I saw, and it was like giving me kind of Karate Kid vibes, like mm-hmm. like a karate like thing. I was I was into it, but Bill Bill is so like good natured about it. Oh, where you know what I just remembered? Do you um on their first game last weekend when they had the the injury report? Um, oh, yeah. they had I think yeah. they, they included Bill's haircut, <laughs> Bill's barber, <laughs> Bill's barber is out. Yeah, he's out. It's like hysterical. Yeah, their their social person or people are killing it. Yes, keep it up, please. That's the only thing keeping me going right now. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, the final. I, I don't know if I'm going to say they're the most entertaining person in the Wubble, but it's like the most entertaining sideshow are Megan Rapinoe's outfits. <laughs> oh, my God. The scarves. Scarf God looking like a bubby with the scarves <laughs> yes. over her head, looking like my Jewish grandma from that yeah. Like, unbelievable. You know what, though? She's keeping me entertained. I know she really is. Mm-hmm. Shout so, out to Cam Newton, though. I feel like this is kind of, this is kind of Cam Newton's. The, the, the hat with the scarf over the hat tied underneath the chin. Yeah, it's she's a choice. taking a bite off. She's it's taking a bite a choice. off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ma- Megan brings the pearls, which is a new <laughs> and another level. <laughs> well, she's also bringing the tie dye. Yes. That's true. Yeah, Re ink kind of stuff. It's a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to just keep watching um, for the rest of the season. The Wubble is so entertaining. It's so funny. I just like every day. There's something new and hilarious going on. Um, like, did you guys see the um, Chicago Sky video? <laughs> No. Well, with them on the bikes. Oh, the bikes. Oh, the bikes. The bikes. The bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how like, long like, it took to make. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like they got time. <laughs> they do have time. That's it's true. like ice bath court content. Yep. Pool. 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 Don't pool. forget the pool. pool. <laughs> <sighs> well, guys. All right. Well, go ahead. <laughs> well, we both want to shut it down, don't we? We're ready. We're ready. (laughs) I think that wraps our show today. We had a great time going through our five-ish topics. And um, we're excited to talk to you guys next week. We have a special guest next week. So make sure that you tune in. Uh, We're so excited to have them. It's a big deal. It's huge. I'm I'm nervous already. It's not like my (laughs) sister or anything. It's like a huge deal. (laughs) All right. You'll just have to wait for it, fans. All right. Take it easy. Bye.